Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello. And welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. The Federal Reserve made several major statements this week by its action and then by the words of its chair, Jerome Powell. First, the action. The Fed raised interest rates for the fourth consecutive time by three quarters of a percentage point. This matters because it will raise borrowing costs. The hope is that the increased cost of borrowing will slow down the economy and accordingly fight inflation. What Mr. Powell said afterward was equally significant. He indicated that the Fed would consider raising rates again at its next meeting in December, but the increase would likely be smaller than the current raise. He quickly added, and this is a quote, the question of when to moderate the pace of increases is now much less important than the question of how high to raise interest rates and how long to keep monetary policy restrictive, end quote. He also warned that reducing the size of the rate increases didn't mean the Fed thought it was close to pivoting away from raising rates. He said, and this is a quote again, it is very premature to be thinking about pausing we think we have a ways to go, unquote. What does all of this mean? To fight inflation, which is at a 40-year high, the Fed has raised interest rates, and it will continue to do so. Maybe, and this is only maybe, by a smaller percentage in December, but it will continue raising rates next year. The result is that borrowers can expect to pay more in interest next year. And that includes those who carry balances on credit cards, mortgages, and car loans. Mr. Powell continued with additional important comments. Again, I'm quoting, the inflation picture has become more and more challenging over the course of this year, without question. To the extent we have to go higher and stay higher for longer, it becomes harder to see the path that avoids a recession, unquote. In my view, Mr. Powell should be applauded for his transparency in explaining his views. He's effectively telling us that inflation is real, significant, and must be tamed. He's also saying that the Fed will take on this battle, even though it may cause a recession. He was clear as he indicated that he would rather err on the, on the side of overdoing rate increases because he sees a bigger cost for the economy in allowing inflation to become entrenched. To sum up, the Fed is raising rates and will continue to do so indefinitely until inflation is controlled. How did the stock market take this news? Not well. On the day of Powell's announcement and remarks, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 
more than 500 points, which amounted to one and a half percent. The Standard & Poor's Index fell two and a half percent, and the NASDAQ fell three and a half percent. With all this news, what should savers and investors do? First, don't panic. Stay calm. Remember, the market is volatile, resilient, and forward-looking. Wide swings in stock prices are, at this point, part of the investing landscape. Also remember, the market always comes back, and that is history. The market will eventually look forward and see past a potential recession. It will come back. I am not encouraging anyone to rush to make new stock investments, but don't panic on your current investments. My thought is to, as we always say, stay calm and be thoughtful. Remember your purpose for investing. So here are my thoughts. First, focus on borrowing. Don't do it unless it is absolutely essential. Rather than borrowing money, this is the time to pay down debt and pay off your most expensive debt first. Some lenders are currently encouraging borrowing. I received an offer for a new credit card that will charge 1.99% interest on unpaid balances. That may sound cheap, but it is only for six months. And then the interest rate jumps to 17.74%. In my view, that is expensive. Don't fall for bait and switch debt offers. This is the time to build savings and emergency funds and not to take on new debt. It may also be the time to prepare and save for when the market changes and opportunities become clear. This is a good time to follow up on I-bonds, inflation bonds. We have spoken about them for some time. For the right investor, these are excellent investments. They are backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government, which has never failed to make a payment of its interest or its debt. And I-bonds pay a high return. The rate was, however, reduced this week. New I-bonds, ones you buy today, will pay 6.89%, which is quite attractive when compared to savings accounts and CDs, bank CDs, and considering that the I-bonds, the income from I-bonds, are free of state income taxes. But this new rate, 6.89%, is a reduction from the prior rate of 9.62% that was paid before November. I-bonds remain a good investment for those who expect to hold their bonds for five years. They are not short-term investments. The new rate is based on an annualized inflation rate of 6.48% plus a fixed rate of 0.4%. The fixed rate was previously zero, so there is an improvement in that regard. The total new rate remains an attractive one, especially in light of the stock market volatility. I-bonds can be part of a diversified portfolio. The interest rate will reset again in six months and will reflect the inflation rate at that time plus the fixed rate. I-bonds can only be purchased at treasurydirect.gov and there is no commission on their purchase or sale. 
they are still worth considering. And you can get more information by going to treasurydirect.gov. Now, stock investments. The conventional wisdom, one followed by Warren Buffett, provides thoughts about when to sell stock. Sell when something significant has changed about the stock you own. Specifically, you no longer expect it to perform in the way you did when you bought it. In other words, it is no longer the prospect you thought it was. Then you might consider selling it. For those who have invested for a significant period of time, they know that every investment is not successful. There's a strategy that considers how to deal with a losing investment, and it is especially useful as the end of the year approaches. It is called tax loss harvesting, and it is worth considering. This is how it works. Sell the stock that is losing money for you. The loss can be used to offset gains on the sale of your profitable investments, if you have any. If you don't have any profitable sales, the loss can be used to offset up to $3,000 of your ordinary income. And if your loss exceeds $3,000, it can be carried forward and used in subsequent years. In either case, this technique reduces your tax liability, and it does it legally, which is the only approach that we suggest, the legal one. There is more. Take the proceeds from your losing stock sale and reposition it. Invest in a different company that has better prospects. There are a couple of important points to remember about tax loss harvesting. This does not work for stock held in a retirement account. Losses that occur in those accounts are not tax deductible. Neither are the gains. Another point, be careful for the wash sale rule. This tax rule denies losses when you sell a security at a loss and buy the same or substantially identical security within 30 days of the sale. Clearly, you cannot buy back the same stock you sold at a loss within 30 days of the sale. Some investors buy stock of a different company that is in the same industry as the one sold, but they believe that company has better prospects. So there are several reasons to consider tax loss harvesting. One is to save money by reducing your taxes. And the other is to reposition your investments to reflect what you see as the current state of investing. This is a good time to consider tax loss harvesting since you have time to get advice from your stockbroker, investment advisor, or tax professional should you need it, should you have questions. In future discussions, we will consider specific companies. We are always looking for specific companies that may be good prospects for purchasing despite the volatile markets. We will be careful, however, in the companies we consider and they likely will include companies that pay a high dividend yield. So we will follow up on that in the future. Until then, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.